Happy Sunday, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Quality Podcast, the highest quality podcast in podcast history. Right here, right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're new here, my name is Christian Del Grasso or Della Flago, either one. We don't even know what my last name is anymore. <laughs> I just started a trend of people mispronouncing my last name. And it can't get any worse than that. I've literally started a trend. I made it a joke like a couple of times. Like Christian Delaflago. And now people literally just call me Delaflago, which is hilarious. <laughs> it's not even my last name, but they're like, yo, what's up, Christian Delaflago? Great. Great. Now my last name is is in, in the dust, in the dirt. Guys, welcome back. Happy Sunday. Hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday quality podcast every Sunday and Thursday. Write it in your calendars. Happens Sunday and Thursdays. I got my coffee in my right hand. I got nothing in my left hand. <laughs> just just the coffee. Oh, I've been starting to get I've been starting to drink coffee again every morning. Uh, I don't have a particular reason, I just drink it. Do I, I I don't even need the energy. Like that's the funny part about coffee is people like to drink the coffee, you know, cuz they they want to wake up and start the day with energy. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. No. I don't even drink it for the energy. I already have energy. You see that? What what just happened right there? I I just took my first sip of coffee right now. So that you can't be like, oh, Christian. Well, you just have that energy right now because you're drinking coffee. No, I just took my first sip of coffee right now. So that energy, I was born with it. Maybe it's Maybelline. Who knows? <laughs> Maybelline has nothing to do with energy. Um, yeah, I've been drinking coffee again every morning. Um, I don't like I said. I don't have a particular reason. I already have energy and this just makes me go to the bathroom more, you know, like I'll just be shitting my pants now for the next three hours. Just shitting nonstop shitting, shitting, shitting and shitting, <laughs> which I guess is a good thing. Kind of right. We're supposed to have, you know, pretty frequent bowel movements. Sometimes I don't go to the bathroom for four weeks. I don't know if that's a good thing. Some, it's a little over-exaggerated, but sometimes I literally won't go to the bathroom for like three or four days. That means I'm backed up and I need to drink more coffee to make me go poop. What is this podcast even starting off as? <laughs> we're just starting off as talking about shitting. And that's why we're the highest quality podcast in the world, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I just uploaded a new vlog today as well. If you hadn't, haven't seen it, make sure you check it out. Um... People always want me to vlog and I'm down. Like I, I, I don't not like vlogging. I'm down to vlog. I just need to like find that format. You know what I mean? And I think like the smartest thing for me to do would just be like always carry one of my cameras on me and just film things as they happen. Cause I can't do the daily vlog thing where it's like you wake up, you vlog your whole day and then you edit and then the next day you do it all over again. Cause like my entire life isn't that exciting, but there are moments in my life that are hilarious and, and exciting, but I just can't daily vlog. And then also, if you're daily vlogging, that means you have to come up with things to be exciting. And then that's not even really exciting because it's not organic because you just made it up. So I think what I'm going to do, honestly, is, is try and upload like three or four times a week and I'll just carry a camera around with me and I'll just film things, you know, and just put them together because that's just more efficient for me too, you know? So that I'm not like having to every single day only do that. I can get to do a bunch of other things, but then also film the best parts of those things and upload it. So that's what I uploaded today. It was just like, there's a bunch of really like funny moments um, and like little, little skits that I did for the vlog. But you guys love it. Sweet Lord, baby Jesus. People love it. You know, and I, and I had fun. I have more fun doing that kind of stuff than I do making any other YouTube videos. Like that's, that, that's where the fun is for me is like, getting to be around people and like just having fun and filming the stupid moments and funny moments. Like that's, that's what I like to do. So you'll be seeing a lot more from me and you'll be seeing a lot more vlog content. So get ready. Vlog content plus the podcast. You get so much of me. I barely get this much of me. <laughs> I only see myself in the mirror. Like what? Once a day, twice a day. I don't even know what I look like, you know? You guys know what I look like better than me. Isn't that weird? I, I meant to just say that as a joke, but then I'm like, hmm. That, that's actually true. You guys see my face more than I see my own face. 
That's nuts. That's nuts when you think about it. It's absolutely nuts. Oh my God, is it really? Is it really nuts or is it just nuts? Are you so nuts? Are you just... No, when you think about it, it's it's just, you know, it's it's weird when you think about it. Just because, you know, you, you are your own body. You would think that you would know a lot about... Oh yeah, well, I see my own body all the time. What are you saying? What are you saying, bitch? You don't even look in the freaking mirror. I look in the mirror 75 times a day. I know exactly what my body looks like all the time. What do you look like? You don't even look like anything. <laughs> no, I know. I was just I was just merely saying that I don't look at myself that often, but other people see more of me. Well, then you got to change that. You got to do something about that. Buy more mirrors. Put more mirrors in your house. Set up more mirrors so you can look at yourself in the face, bitch. I just had a conversation with myself for like two minutes. <laughs> Jesus, what's wrong with me? That's my mind. Just like multiple personalities. But not in a bad way. Before you guys start roasting. Oh, he's got multiple personality disorder. Call the police. I mean like in my head. Like I have conversations in my head with different characters. <laughs> There's no way to get myself out of that one. People are just going to be like, oh my God, he's... He's a psychopath. Talks to himself and says, that's how I come up with most of my ideas. That's how I come up with most of my ideas for, for videos is like I literally have conversations in my head. And then some people will get pushed aside. Some people I'm like, no, no, keep talking. Let me, let me keep going with this. This might be a good idea. I literally kick people out of my brain. I fire people, imaginary people in my head. I'm like, nope, you're fired. That was a shitty idea. And they, but wait, I could probably do more if you just let me. Get the fuck. Kick them right out. And there's one guy that'll pull up and be like, so I was at a bar one time, right? And I'm like, okay, keep going. And I, uh, I bought myself a drink. Okay. I don't know where this is going, but continue. And the bartender put it in front of me and said, that'll be $774.22. <laughs> okay, it's kind of ridiculous. What else? And I said, what is this drink made out of diamonds? You're fired! Terrible idea. <laughs> I have interviews with imaginary people in my head. <laughs> That's how I come up with ideas. I know it sounds weird, but literally, if you just put me like in a writer's room or whatever, I'll just have imaginary conversations either in my head or out loud and just come up with scenarios that are just so ridiculous like that. And some of them hit, you know, some of them are great. That's how I came up with like the soccer mom idea for this vlog. Like not the soccer mom idea. Cause that's like kind of generic. You could just be like, Oh, a mom, a basketball mom, a soccer mom. But I mean like the dialogue, like the conversations is <laughs> like just the most outlandish shit that a soccer mom would say to their kids. And that was just all happening in my head. We have to leave the house in 72 minutes. Okay. 72 minutes. It's like, why 72 minutes? You could just tell them like 10 minutes from now. <laughs> Holy crap. Sports moms are nuts. Sports moms get so into it. They get so into it as if like, that's the only thing that they do in their lives. Is they've been prepping all day long. I've been up since 6 a.m. I've been stretching, getting my mind ready, getting ready, my vo my vocals ready to be able to, to project, telling my kid where the ball is, where it's going, who they need to tackle, blah, blah, blah. And then I like to shower, get ready, bathe. Then I go for a little morning walk with some of the other soccer moms. We talk about strategy and things we're going to do with you to tell our kids and things that we're going to help our kids with and strategy when, when they're playing the game because that's all what it's all about. It's just about the game. It's about the game and it's about playing soccer. And my kids, they're out there diddly-daddling, doing absolutely nothing, fuck all. And I'm over here. I'm strategizing their whole life. And I'm packing everything. i got to make sure their, their stuff is, the laundry is done. i got to make sure that their, their jerseys are nice and fresh and clean and they smell nice, smell better than the other kids out there because then that makes us look good. And then all of a sudden, we get to show up to the field and the coach is like, mm, you guys look great. You smell great. You guys think you know what you're talking about. You're starting line. Get out there. And then that's it. And our kids end up being the best. They end up being the best ever. And, and that's it. And then I go to sleep and I do the whole thing over again the next day. That happens in my head.
Imagine just all that information just being fed to your mind all day long, like ideas. Because obviously, that's what I do. I write. I create things. So all day long, my mind's like, okay, we can get ready. We got to wake up. We got to wake up. 9 a.m., get your coffee going. We got to go have breakfast. Have a nice little half-balanced breakfast so it's not too heavy and then you don't fall asleep in the afternoon. You got to be awake. You got to be able to wake up in the morning or the afternoon. Okay, what are we going to film today? Are we going to film something? We should probably film something lower production, right? Because that won't take as much time, but then we can come up with the idea. And it's like... All day long. And I'm talking to like 30 people. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah, okay. No, I'll, I'll have my coffee. All right, hold on. Christian number three. Christian number two. We're going to come up with an idea. It's going to be fine. We're going to be fine. We're going to be fine. And Christian number two always doubts me. He's always doubting. He's always like, I don't know if you can do it. I don't know if you can do it. You've, you've shot 3,500 3, videos. What else could you possibly shoot? You got any other ideas up there? And then Christian number four comes in and he's like, you know, the more, you know, he's, he's the authoritative one. He comes in and he goes, he can do it. We believe in him. Ain't that right, Christian? Five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. They're like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> and that's my life. So if you ever need ideas, hit me up. And I'll come up with any idea you need. Jeez. It's become so easy for me to come up with an idea for social media that like I just give ideas out. Like I'll be hanging out with other friends on my other friends on social media and I'll just be splurging ideas. Oh, we should shoot this. We could shoot this. We could shoot this. And everybody's like writing them down like, yes, okay, perfect. I'll shoot that one. And then you can shoot his third idea. You shoot his fifth idea. And I'm just like splurging ideas because I just... It, they just happen so naturally in my head. And I don't know why. Maybe I should go see a doctor about it. Maybe I should talk to a doctor. Maybe they could help me with my idea problem. So Christian, what seems to be, uh, what seems to be the problem? Well, doc, it's, uh, it's been crazy. I just haven't been able to shut off the voices in my head. They're just always talking to me, always pitching me ideas always trying to get me to create things. And I, and I just, I have so much information up here. I just don't know what to do with it. Hmm. Interesting. So what, what is the problem? Do you losing sleep over it or, or, or what, how is this harming you in any way? Well, I mean, I, I can't really say it's physically harming me. It's just the, the fact that I just, my brain doesn't shut off. I'm just constantly like beep, 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 beep. Always ideas happening. Like, what do I do? Is there any way for me to, like, I just need help relaxing, basically. Well, I mean, we could prescribe you to medication. I, I don't know if that'll help a whole lot. It might be able to calm you down a little bit, you know, maybe get some time out of the day where you can relax, but that's completely up to you. I mean, like, medicate. I don't really want to take medication, obviously, because that stuff is so bad for you, but is there any other way? Like, does meditation work? Yeah, you could try meditation. You know, I've tried meditation before. It hasn't worked for me. <laughs> Well, then I, you know, I don't really know what to tell you. You just, you, you're, you're born with a gift. Maybe you should embrace that gift rather than trying to suppress it. Well, I mean, yeah, that could be a good idea. I mean, I just don't know how, like what, if I can't film all the videos, then what do I do? Do I just, do I give them out? Do I sell them? Do I, do I just write all day long? And, and, you know, Christian, that's not my job to tell you what to do with it. All I can tell you is to embrace it and go with the wind. See where it takes you. Okay, well, doctor, you know, the whole purpose of me coming here was for you to tell me how to fix this because it's bothering me. I just don't know how to fix it. You need to help me. That's why I came to the doctors. Or else I would just, you know, talk to a friend, which will do absolutely nothing as well. <laughs> you know, like that's a whole bit. That's a whole scene. You just elaborate on that so much. So maybe I shouldn't see a doctor, basically. I just answered my own question. <laughs> I just literally, in my head, went to the doctor's appointment, spoke to the doctor. He told me straight up what the deal is. And then I go home because I can't do anything about it. That's funny. I wish I could do that for anything. That would be a superpower. I know my last podcast, if you, if you didn't listen to it, I talked about um, just like my intuition and things that I've been seeing and dreams I've been having I've been I've been seeing things before they happen which is like the scariest feeling you know <laughs> and I don't mean that lightly like I mean that for real it's a scary feeling to like because then you don't know like and then if you do have a dream and it's really bad or really good you don't know whether or not that's going to happen because 
if things have happened in the past where you've seen things happen before they happen and they've actually happened and then you're having other dreams and other like visions it's like you don't know which ones are actually gonna happen so like it's like do i take extra precaution with all of them you know i don't know how to take it it's weird I'm laughing at the fact that this podcast is just like, it's like me talking about how my mind is. A what else are you Christian? What else do you, what else, what else could you possibly be? Well, I'm a psychic. I'm a, a philanthropist, you know, just no, just an overall guy, just an overall good guy. Okay, cool, but being a good guy doesn't mean that you're good at anything. Being a good guy just means you're a good guy, but what else can you do? You said you got superpowers. What else can you do? Can you do anything else? I mean, <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like being able to see into the future or see things before they happen is like the only thing that, that could amount to being everything. Like if someone came up and told me like, I see the future all the time. I see things happen all the time, every day. I'd be like, you're the best. <laughs> I don't care if you don't play sports and I don't care if you got an A plus in school. You're just the best. Like that's one thing that's like, holy crap. But mine doesn't happen all the time. I want to look this up. I want to look this up. Because I don't even know what to look up for this. Seeing things before they happen. What does it mean when you can see things before they happen? Precognition. Like, obviously, cog. Is that like a precognition? From the Latin pre, before, and cog, cognitio. Cognitio? Acquiring knowledge, also called. What? What does that even mean? I want to see if anyone else has made like testimonies. You know what I mean? I've been seeing things before they happen. All right, let's see this. Someone's got to have written something. There are two explanations. The first and most likely you are psychic. If you have ever been able to hear other people's thoughts, this would be another sign. If this is the case, I suggest just keeping it a secret so the government doesn't capture you and do painful experiments on you. Oh, fuck! <laughs> I've broadcasted this live to many people. Shit. Am I... Am I okay? Am I good? The first thing this person said is keeping it a secret so the government doesn't capture you and do painful experiments on you. Don't want, hey, listen, I, I'm not psychic. I'm not psychic. I don't even know what that means, okay? But let's see what it means. <laughs> the second and less likely explanation is that you are stuck in a time loop where you subconsciously know what is going to happen, but you have forgotten exact details. Each time you go back, you must have also forgot the fact that you have just reset. My advice here would be to try and find the reason to why you are being sent back. It is probably because you have a deep character flaw that the universe needs you to correct. Anyway, that's just my take. That is the craziest shit I've ever heard. What? Being from the future, but having, but being sent back and just forgetting detail, but being sent back for a purpose. Dude, that's weird. That is weird. Holy crap. I don't even know what to say to that. 13 signs you may have psychic abilities. Higher levels of intuition. If you've ever been able, if you've ever known who is calling on the phone before picking it up, who a text is from before it chimes, that, dude, that, that happens to me so often. I'll know who's about to text me within the moment. It's weird. Dude, it happens with me and Kristen. It happens with me, um, and certain friends, like, 
I'll have a thought in my head. Like I'll be thinking about like me and Kristen wouldn't have spoken for like a, a day or a couple of days, whatever it is. And that's kind of normal whenever we're, she's traveling or if she's back in Canada and I'm here, like we're both busy. We're doing our thing. We respect each other's space, but we still talk. Um, but she'll, I'll be thinking about her. Like a random thought will pop up of Kristen and I'll be like, just thinking about her and I'll be like, yeah, I wonder, like, I wonder what she's up to, you know, just thinking about it randomly, random thought, like out of nowhere. I wasn't like thinking about it for like an hour. Like just thought of it randomly. And then literally like moments later, my phone will go off and I'll look at it and it'll say Kristen. And I'm like, weird. You know what else happens to me a lot? And I don't know what this means for real. We should look this up too, actually, because this might be interesting is I always see the time at 9-11. 9-11. I see that time all the time. For real. Like, I'll be just doing something on my phone. And then if I'm just, you know how you randomly just check to see what time it is. I'll check to see the time. And when I unlock my phone, it shows 9-11. And I, I can't tell you hundreds, if not thousands of times, I've checked my phone for the time. And the time has been 9-11, like on the dot. And I want to look that up too to see like what that means because there's just all these certain things that people are like, oh, if you check the time and it says 2.47 p.m., that means that you're going to be rich. Like I don't – like people have these, these things about these timestamps. But anyway, this article says, uh, you've experienced deja vu countless times. Yes, that's me. Visions are normal for you. Uh, they're becoming normal. You know what I mean? Like they're happening pretty often to where I'm like, okay, I'm expecting them now. A gut feeling that is always accurate. Uh, yeah, that's one thing I always do. And like that was it. But that was something I learned when I was younger. Like go with your gut. But it just so happens that my gut is usually right. So, you know, if I'm at the blackjack table, right? Playing some blackjack. If my gut feeling is the next hand I'm going to get 21, I put down $17 million. And I lose it all. telepathic instances do you feel like you can send messages through your mind so i guess that kind of falls under the same thing of like me having a thought about someone and wondering what they're doing and then them you know somehow receiving that information and then being like oh i I wonder what christian's doing and i feel like that kind of stuff happens only when the those world like those two energies meet somewhere and then it's like it happens in that moment and that's just so weird to think about that let me check this Whenever I check the time, it's 9-11. Holy shit. Other people, have, other people have had this. Seven reasons why you're seeing 9-11. The meaning of 9-11. Seven reasons why you're seeing 9-11. Um, holy shit. Whoa, I just got chills. Whoa, I actually just got chills. Holy shit. Holy shit. First meaning of 9-11, you're moving to a higher level of consciousness. Dude, that's weird. Holy crap, I just got chills. That's weird. I've never, I literally only decided right now to look this up because I, I wanted to look up the, the visions thing. But then this has been something that's been like bothering me for so long is that like whenever I check the time, I see 9-11. And, and like, yeah, I've literally never thought anything about it other than like how many coincidences could, could happen here. How many times could I see 9-11? Although we most likely associate 9-1-1 or 9-11 with an emergency, with a possible danger or something negative, angel number 9-11 conveys a different meaning. The most important reason for seeing 9-11 in, in this sense is that you either have acquired a higher level of awareness or you are about to. You're beginning the greatest adventure of your life in that you no longer live for yourself, but for something greater than you. (laughs) With great power comes great responsibility. Remember that, Spider-Man. For real, I don't even like I don't even know if I want it. You know what I mean? I don't even know if I want that responsibility. Holy crap. With courage and perseverance, you believe in yourself. You choose to believe that you can do anything you set your mind to. And you know this is a fact. You realize that you are unique with special gifts and talents. You begin to act towards your desires. 
If you can think it, you can do it. Doors begin to open and the entire universe conspires to help you with your desire. Once you take action, everything that you're seeking is also seeking you. You begin to realize that all the answers you seek are really found within you. And when you're consciously aware of this truth, the, the universe brings to you the ideas and people you require to accomplish your mission. Holy shit, I just got chills again, dude. <laughs> That's so weird. That's so weird. Holy crap, dude. Well, I got my chills for the day. I literally just I literally just shit my pants twice. That's just so weird, man. <laughs> so weird. I resonate with like everything that that thing just said. Like personally though on a, on a deeper level that I talk about this a lot. You know, like, like acting, for example, you know, like there's just, there's, there's too many things I could talk about everything within this, but acting, for example, right? Like that's the only thing I've ever wanted to do. The only thing I've ever wanted to do. Everything else kind of just fell in my lap and I, and I enjoy it. But what I've wanted to do and had like the deepest passion for was acting. And I feel like this last year I've been so much more like driven and, and aggressive about it. And so many amazing things have been happening and and our, and our and I feel like are going to happen just based on my energy and drive towards those things and how much I've been putting forth. And that's just so weird. Cuz it it's it resonates with me so much of the fact that like this right here. Once you take action, everything that you are seeking is also seeking you. But the point the the main the main point there is once you take action, right? Like nothing seeks you. Nothing seeks you. Wealth doesn't seek you. Fame doesn't seek you. Passion doesn't seek you. None of these things seek you. You need to go forth on your adventure, right? That's where you will find the things that you seek. Because while you're seeking, they're seeking you, but they can only seek you if you're seeking. That's some deep shit. <laughs> Holy shit. No, but for real though, like I always complain, I always complain about my, just my, my, um, um, my position in the film industry and, and, and acting as a whole, because I'm like, people have no idea what I'm capable of. You know what I mean? Like absolutely no idea. I've done a bunch of films. I've done that shit, but I'm like, people have no idea what I can do on screen and with roles and different situations I'm, I'm put in like, and I've been complaining because I've been saying, you know, stupid things. Like I haven't been given the opportunity. There's like, there hasn't been an opportunity that I've been given to where I could, you know, show people. But then again, can I say that I've been seeking aggressively? No, I can't. Right. Like, holy shit. And it's the truth. And the second I started really grinding and like really pursuing it and saying, I don't care about anything else. This is the one thing that I'm going to put all of my energy or most of my energy towards. Like all of this stuff started happening. And it's, I don't want to say it's manifesting, but it's just as simple as it's saying here. Like once you take action, everything that you are seeking is also seeking you. But the action part, the action part, that's what it is. The action part. You need to execute those things. If you're not executing these things, how could it ever be possible that you could be put in this situation to where you could flourish in whatever that situation is? So yeah, you know, like that's why I've been writing short films and why I'm shooting short films right now. And you know, why I've been writing scripts and, and selling scripts and doing stuff like that is because I'm like, yeah, I have it up here. I have it up here. I just have to execute it. And without executing it, you can just, you're going to be complaining all day long about the things that aren't happening. And anyone will tell you, even me, I'll tell you right now, is you're not doing it. Taken how crazy this is. This is real shit, okay? And I mean this. I don't know how many influencers uh, have this have this story, but because I didn't I didn't latch on to anybody. You know what I mean? Like nobody gave me a shout out. Nobody gave me my big break. You know, I started in Toronto. There was nobody in Toronto really for me to collaborate with. Everything that I did was on my own. And then I moved to LA for further expansion, right? Because I was already like 
really successful and like wanting to expand more and do more. But the only reason why I started making videos in the first place was to get my name out there so I could start to audition because I was training. I was acting, right? Like I was in class three days a week. But then I was starting to get frustrated like a year, two years later of, of training because I was like, I don't know how, I don't know what I'm doing and I don't know how to do it. All I know is, is I want it so bad. And my friend told me, he's like, dude, make videos. You want to get your name and your face out there? Like you have ideas. You have a, you have an iPhone, like make videos. And I literally started and grinded my way through, grinded it through all the way. My fourth vine, my third or fourth vine went viral. And then it was a snowball effect from there. And I never stopped. I was uploading two vines a day for a long time. Then I started uploading one a day because then at one, at one point you could upload two vines a day and get both of them on the comedy page. So I was like, I want to maximize two vines a day, get them both on comedy. And then they took that away. Then you can only do one. Same thing with YouTube. When I got on YouTube, I was like, I'm going to post two videos a day. And for a year and a half, I posted two videos every single day. And it's like, that is the execution that's required to do anything, not just with social media, but anything. If you want to build a brand, you want to build a company, you want to change your life. Those that, that, cause people were like, holy shit. Whenever I tell people I uploaded two videos a day for like over a year straight, you know, even editing the majority of those videos until I started working with editors, people were like, you're insane. But for me, I see it as like, that's what you need to do. And then I look at the acting side and I'm like, I wasn't putting that same, once I moved to LA, I wasn't putting that same, you know, foot forward or action in acting as I was in social media. So yeah, of course you're going to flourish in social media and then you're not going to flourish in the acting side. So it's like, you got to kind of either find a middle ground or switch it around to where it's like, if this is ultimately what I've wanted for so long, I'm, I'm understanding it now, which is crazy. It took me six years of being in LA to understand it. Cause I was auditioning a shit ton. Could I have auditioned more? Yeah. I could have gone out for so many more auditions. I've aud- and mind you, I've auditioned a lot, so I don't want to discredit the amount of times I've auditioned, but could I have done more? You know, like I'm talking like five or six auditions a week. Could I have done that? Possibly, yeah. And I didn't because my mind was in the gutter and I, and, I, and I was trying to find ways to manipulate it, but I, there was, the real answer is action, which is why I got chills is because it's like, you just, I remember it now and you don't realize it at the time right? You don't realize it at the time when you're doing it. When you are pursuing something so aggressively because you're so passionate about it, you don't even realize why you're so aggressive about it. That's the difference between real creators and real social media influencers versus the ones that literally put zero effort in and got famous on TikTok for just looking good or got famous for like getting to collaborate with bigger people, bigger influencers already is they don't even understand why they're there. (laughs) You know what I mean? But they knew that they found a way to get there, but they don't know why they're there. For me, it's like, I don't even know how I got here. All I know is is that I was passionate about something. And the action, you know, when I can literally sit here and say I've made over 3,500 videos, like insane. I don't even take that into account and I don't even realize that I put that much effort in. But when you look at it from that front, you're like, holy shit, you know? I didn't know what I was doing. I just did it. And I, and I put all my energy into it. That's the same thing with anything that you're going to do in life. And I'm, and I'm just realizing that more now took me six years, you know, and it's not like I didn't have that knowledge. It's just now I'm understanding it. You know, you see knowledge and understanding are two completely different things to accumulate knowledge means you, you watch videos, you read books, you're in class, right? You're a student. And you can accumulate all that knowledge. You can accumulate all of the, th- the things that are being put in front of you. But to understand them, completely different aspect. Because that's why people come out of school. I don't remember how to do long division. I could probably figure it out if I sat down and, and tried to remember it. But like, that was knowledge. I wasn't understanding it. I was just accumulating that knowledge to move forward. But I didn't understand it. You see, much deeper, deeper meanings here to all of this. 
That's nuts. Because people walk around, especially in LA, which I think is hilarious, is you have the people that have wisdom, right? You have the people that like have, have experienced shit and understand things versus being like, I, I know about it, I, knowledge. Those two different sides, it's hilarious to watch because immediately you know who's wise. The second you have a conversation with someone that's wise and you're you know, within their, within their presence and taking in like, an, and just listening, you know, when people know what the fuck they're talking about and when people are just shooting shit out of their ass because they've heard it, right? Knowledge. You know, you can't watch a Ted talk and you can't listen to a business podcast. And then all of a sudden think, you know, the ins and outs of everything. It just do- doesn't make sense. How do you know not to touch fire? How do you know not to put your hand in front of fire? Is that knowledge? Or is that, is that wisdom? Is that understanding, right? I don't even know. I, I can't even make this, uh, this factual because I don't know the exact statistic. I mean, I've ever, obviously never looked this up. But I can almost guarantee you that the majority of people have been burned by something hot. Do you know what I mean? That makes it real. That makes it that makes you understand. That makes it wisdom. Is you being burned and feeling that burn and re- remembering how much it hurt and the healing time, the time it took for it to heal and why it happened. Right? It happened because of fire. It happened because of stupidity. It happened because of Lack of understanding, right? Now we know not to go put our hand on fire. You know what I mean? But I guarantee you that there's not one person that has lived their entire life and knows not to touch fire just because. Just because they're like, no, I just knew from when I was younger, someone told me not to touch it. I've never touched it ever. And when I say fire, I don't just mean like literally like a campfire. I mean like something that can burn you. And things that can burn you that are of that temperature are typically generated from the powers of fire, right? (laughs) So it's like, that's the shit I'm talking about. Because then if I'm sitting here saying, I know not to touch fire because it's hot. And then one day I touch it and I ruin my life by accident because I don't understand it fully. And I end up burning my whole body or my arm. It's too late at that point. Too late at that point. So the best thing to do, obviously, because the argument would be is, well, Christian, if you know, but you've never experienced it, couldn't you just have that knowledge and then apply that to your life and then just never get burned? Yes. Because obviously the only way for you to understand would be to get burned. And does anyone want to get burned? No, nobody wants to get burned. But... You need to be respectful to the fact that you don't understand, right? You need to respect yourself because if you've never burned yourself and you're walking around t- telling people that you, that you know that fire, that fire is dangerous and you don't touch it and because this is why and because fire can heat up to temperatures of 755 degrees Celsius and blah, 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 and da, 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 and fires could potentially cause, you know, more damage than and you start like pulling up all this bullshit it's like okay cool like you know the logistics you know the you know the facts about fire but do you know what it's like to get burned right because someone that knows everything about fire having a conversation with someone that knows everything about fire also that has been burned you can't you can't have the same conversation one has been burned one hasn't. Does that make sense? <laughs> so you need to respect yourself to the fact that you don't know how it feels and what it's like to be burned. So don't move forth with an ego about the I, just because you have heard somewhere and you and you've pulled up, you know, and you've done your research and have facts 
based on burning yourself in fire, like that doesn't mean anything, right? Even for me, if there's something that I just know about, but I don't understand it fully because I've never experienced it, I'm not walking around being like, you know, well, you see, there's a one in 17%, there's a one in 17%, uh, with the one in 17 chance that a 72% of the population would ever experience something as dramatic as this. Therefore, the ideal situation is to never put yourself in any of those situations, thus leaving you safe. And isn't that correct? Like, that's just unnecessary to even talk like that. <laughs> like, that's just it. That's it. And it's so easy. I do this in my, I apply this to my life too. You know? It's just all about understanding versus knowing. Because to know something and to understand something, two completely different things. Write that down. You know? And which is why when people break up, when there's relationship issues and someone has just had their first relationship, right? They just had their first relationship. You dated the person for a year. You were in love, right? First time you've ever felt affection like that. You know what it's like to love someone now. You know what it's like to care for somebody. But what you don't know, or what, sorry, um, you, under, you understand what it means to love someone. You understand what it means to care for somebody. But what you don't understand is what it feels like to get burned, right? That's an experience. You have to go through that in order to be able to know how to handle your next relationship, right? Because half the people that I talk to, when they have relationships that end or go wrongly, they're, they are disastrous, disastrous and the only thing they only the only thing that they continue to talk about is but I love them so much and I care for them so much and I wish things could have been different and I want to try to fix things and I and I and I wish I could have that feeling again and the only thing that they could connect with is the fact that they were in a relationship that they love somebody and that they were connected they can't understand the fact that they're not connected anymore and that things are changing and you can't understand that until you experience it. And that's all I'm trying to say because I have a lot of friends that have gone through one relationship and then been fine. They stayed with the one person. I have friends that have broken up with people and then have had no one and then have gone through another relationship. And you tend to see the people that have gone through one relationship and survived, you know, gotten through it and then moved on to another relationship. They handle it differently than the first relationship. Why? Because they know now. They understand. They get how it works. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. You know? They know now that with love comes pain. But they understand the pain now. And they understand why pain happens. Versus only understanding love and not understanding pain. And when pain hits changes your life, hurts you really badly. And the people that talk about knowing and understanding pain that have never felt it before end up feeling it the most. They end up feeling it the most because they've created, they've created this ideology of what pain is going to feel like but they don't understand it. So when pain hits, they're like, oh, I didn't think it was going to be this bad. I didn't think I was ever going to feel this way. And that's because you pre-painted a picture based on your ego and what you think is going to happen. Oh, it's not going to hurt that bad. I mean, it's painful. I'm sure it's painful, but it won't hurt that much. And then it happens. <laughs> You're in pain forever. Not forever, but you know, for the duration of the time that you're in pain, which isn't what, until your next relationship, until you get over it. Maybe that's why this intuition thing is so, uh, so intense with people. 
It's because maybe there's people that understand certain things that the majority of people don't that connects them to something that you can only really connect to by understanding certain things like pain, like love, like success. And when I say success, I don't mean money. I don't mean business. I just mean success in your life, whatever that is to you. Failure. All of these things. That's such an interesting thing. That's so interesting. Because any other intuitive people that I've met have been like really on fucking point. They have some crazy stories to tell for a, for a vast majority of things. So many different spectrums, not just like family and home spectrum, not just business, not just travel, not just any of these. They, they have so many things that they've gone through. And I'm like, holy crap. You're nuts. You're nuts. Yeah, that's interesting. And we discussed all of that, what, because of acting? <laughs> because of me understanding now why. Why in my head and in my heart I haven't been the most happy. And it's based on my stupidity. And I've gone through it. And I'm like, and I'm sitting back here looking at it being like, damn, bro, you're stupid. You thought you knew what you were doing. And you didn't. Which is the reason why. This is happening. And then I could also understand that because I'm pulling from understanding for other things. You know, because whenever I talk about social media and some people, you know, will, will, will beat me a little bit with it and say, you know, don't you ever think you got lucky, right? Like, that's obviously a big thing. People always say that. Don't you ever think you got lucky? Could it have just been luck? And now I understand that because I look at other celebrities too. And when I was, before I could understand the work ethic, I was in the same mindset. I just got lucky. You know? Justin Bieber just got lucky. He just got given a shot that no one else was given. And I know Justin well. I've spent a lot of time with him. I quickly realized that he didn't just get lucky. You know what I mean? The kid is, he has a big heart. He is very passionate about what he does. And he's also a talent. A great force of talent. So I immediately realized that just even being in the studio with him, I was like, whoa, change my perspective. So when people ask me that shit, like, oh, don't you ever think you just got lucky? I tell them like, you know, don't forget what I did. Don't forget how I got here. You know what I mean? I, I've made thousands of videos, thousands. That's facts. Look it up. Look at any of my platforms. Vine, Instagram, Facebook. YouTube, look at, combine them all. You can do it. You research yourself. And then I'm like, yeah, shit, dude. I actually did make so many videos compared to other people that make some videos and then don't ever make it. And then just think I got, I was unlucky, but it's like, but were you fully driven? Did you put all the effort in? And were you passionate about the things you were doing? So many different factors, right? I didn't waste any time. Some people waste so much time, you know? Some people think like, oh, I'm going to work on one or two projects and those are going to blow up and that's going to set me off. No, what? <laughs> that never works. That's never worked for anyone. No one's done one project and then become a superstar. And when I say that, I mean like putting all their effort into one project. Because there's obviously been musicians, actors that have been in a project, that have been a part of a movie or been, have been in a song that's blown up and that kind of gave, gave them leverage to do more. Not saying that. I'm just saying putting all your effort into one thing. Putting all your effort into one song. Because these one songs that blow up, that make people who they are. You think that was the only song they made? You think Juice World and, and all these people made one song? You know, that blew them up and that was it? That was just the one song that they made? They made hundreds. Hundreds. I remember Justin told me how many songs that he's made. I obviously don't want to disclose the number. Uh, I just don't think it's necessary anyway. But he told me how many songs that he's made that have been unreleased. How much music he has unreleased. And I was like, holy shit. Holy shit. To be able to make that many songs and not even release them? That's work ethic. That's accumulating wisdom. You know, that's learning on the highest level possible through experience, right? Because the smart person will make a thousand videos 
and if none of them do well, they'll make another thousand. A dumb person will make one video and say, I know how to make a viral video. I've seen it online. I see what these people do. I'm going to make it. And when they make it and it doesn't pop off, they give up and they say, damn, just, I just didn't get lucky. You know? Interesting shit. Mind you, on top of people talking in my head about ideas and, cre and creative stuff, I have people in my head arguing about this kind of stuff. I always have two sides to every spectrum in my head. Like there'll be, a, like I don't have, see here's the thing, there's so many, and these are the most annoying fucking people on the planet. There are so many people out there that have the strongest opinions. Why? Because they have the, the, their ego is larger than life and they want to be able to pound their chest and be able to stand for something, right? To be like, yes, you want to battle me? Well, good luck. Like that, literally that, that exact impression. Um, see, I don't. And I don't believe that there should be. I don't even have opinions on anything. But what I'm, will, what I'm willing to do is have a discussion from different sides of the spectrum, right? I don't ever come into an argument saying, you know, some outlandish shit just to say it, just to be like, well, I believe that this is the way it should be and everybody else should fuck off. You know what I mean? Like those people are moronic, egotistical, and have trauma that they haven't dealt with in their life, you know? They call it little man's disease. Where it's people, you know, and that's a whole, oh my God, that's a whole other conversation. Psychology is, is amazing. Like we can, we can touch on that obviously, cause that's like a, a whole other conversation and something that I think is really important as well. Because a lot of the people that suffer from little, little man's disease or have massive egos or something to prove to the world have gone through some sort of trauma in their life that has shaped and morphed them because at, when we're young and even even in your teens you're so malleable even now even people that are that are middle age are malleable what malleable means is you're able to still change form and shape and and change basically like your mind your personality you're able to be shifted just by manipulation there's people that have gone through some serious trauma in their life that is made this malleable person change into something and think a certain way just based on their experiences, right? Because I've gone through some pretty traumatic experiences when I was younger. I don't really want to talk too much about them, but I've gone through some crazy shit that has made me realize now, oh my God, there are certain traits that I had before, before I released everything and released the ego and released my, my entitlement to the, you know, to the world that... There were things that happened in my life that made me a certain way, that made me think a certain way, that made me act a certain way. And I realized that, you know, because you, you start to tie things together. So these people that have all these opinions and then they're not, they're not able to even pay attention to the other side of the spectrum because they're so, they've been, they've been conditioned to, to a, such a degree that they would never even, they would never even have the idea or the thought of considering another side of the spectrum, you know, because what I, what I, what I love and what I, what I'm interested in is coming in at the middle and then playing around with both sides and just seeing, you know, just to see what happens, what, what, what conversations can happen from this side, what conversations can happen from this side and to see what people feel strongly about. And then from there, I'm looking at them and thinking, why do you feel so strongly about that specific thing? That's what's interesting to me because people only feel those things, like I said, because they feel them on a deeper level based on things that have happened. You know why there's certain people that hate spiders and want to kill them the second they see them versus why people that are friendly to spiders, right? And they'll pick, the, pick them up. Like I've, I've, I know people that literally We'll find a tarantula out here in Los Angeles because they're everywhere and they'll literally pick them up. They'll pick them up. Not even a worry. Just pick them up really calmly, gently and pick them up and nothing happens because they understand, they understand it. Right. And then there's other people that 
have grown up, have been conditioned, or have had a bad experience with spiders, and they hate them. It's the cringiest thing for them. They never want to be around it. If they see it, they want to kill it immediately. You know what I mean? And that's the mentality of conditioning, which is crazy. Crazy. That people can like feel so strongly about something based on an experience and and a, a conditioning that either they were brought up with or something that just happened to them that conditioned them to feel and think a certain way. Nuts. Because like there'll be times where I have conversations with people and they are clearly passionate about one side of the spectrum and I'm passionate about none. I don't care either way. And like, I'll just challenge them, right? Just to see what they think. I'll just talk to them about it and be like, well, what do you think about this though? Because don't you think this could be, you know, a little weird or, or a little corrupt in the way that this is happening. And then I'd like to see how they argue back to those things. Because then there's obviously times where, where you can agree on something. You can be like, yeah, you know what? You are right about this certain area. Like that does, yeah, that doesn't feel right. But sometimes people are so far gone that they don't even, they won't even consider losing. And that that's in their head is losing. They won't even consider losing to a certain argument because they just think that the only thing that they think is right and that is it. They will not listen to you no matter what. And even if they say, yeah, okay, I agree with you, they're still not listening. You know what I mean? Which is nuts. You know? I say this all the time and people look at me weird for it. You know? I think losing is the greatest. Losing an argument, losing anything, and learning and growing from something is the greatest success that could happen to you in your life. And people are like, how could you say that losing, how could you say that losing is the greatest success when success isn't winning success isn't success based on you winning. And I say, well, that's your perspective. What, what do you think winning is? Do you think winning is you coming out on top and you thriving compared to something else? Because if you do, then that could be losing as well, right? Just because you lost doesn't mean that, you know, you, you can't like learn and grow and, and use the loss as a, as a, you know, a crutch for the future that you now understand why you lost and the things that you've learned while you lost to enhance your future. Like, that's how I think. I'm the first person to, I'm the first person to take the L. For real. I will take the L 10 times out of 10. If it's deserved and, and, and I'm wrong about something, I always will apologize, first of all, for even pursuing something that if I was clearly wrong at. And second of all, I will pay even more attention to why I was wrong, learn about what happened and why I was wrong, and grow from that experience to then in the future use that. Because to win something just for the purpose of winning something, what are you actually winning? Are you, are you pumping your ego up a little bit more? Do you get to actually just add that win to the checklist of, oh, I won for the 775th time today. Because then are you ever growing if you're winning all the time? Interesting stuff, you know? These are thoughts to challenge yourselves with, you know, when, when things happen. If you're losing, you know, don't look at it as a loss. Don't look at it as like, oh, my pride and my ego. And now this person's, you know, going to know that they won against me and I lost. What? Now you're just worrying about how you look in front of other people as well. That's the ego. My parents get mad at me. I will literally go out in public with socks that don't match, flip-flops, a pair of shorts, a sweater. And a baseball cap. And my parents will look at me and say, you're going to go out dressed like that? You're going you're gonna to go out like that? And I say, what do you mean like that? Is there a certain way that I should be dressing? And if there is a certain way that I should be dressing, for who? Are we going to the White House? You know, is there a purpose for me to dress up right now? Or is the only purpose to dress up so that you can say 
to yourself in your head, I look great. I look better than other people. And people can look at me and know that I look great. Because I don't give a shit about that. (laughs) You know? Like I go out dressed like an absolute slob. Slob. People, so many people don't even recognize me in public because I'm a slob. I go out and I just look like, I look like I just woke up, put flip-flops on and just went out. And it's like, I don't care what people think. You know, another thing, the ego. Nothing could damage me because I don't care. I don't let things bother me because it really doesn't matter at the end of the day what someone thinks about you, how you look, how you dress. It's almost more impressive to dress like a bum. When I see people that don't put any effort in, especially girls. Girls, I this is something that I love um, about girls is girls are so beautiful just as they are. You don't need makeup. You don't need to dress up. I love seeing girls not caring. And I don't like seeing girls not caring for, for like, like a specific reason. I like seeing girls just be themselves and not try to put on for anyone or anything because it just makes them human again, you know? Guys, it's like guys can, guys literally, the majority of guys already don't care what they dress like, you know what I mean? Like the majority of guys already just put on a pair of jeans and a shirt and it's like, cool, it doesn't even match, right? Like they already don't care. But girls, the majority of girls obviously put so much effort into how they look, you know, their makeup, all of that stuff, that when you see a girl out of that realm and just not caring, it's like, it it triggers something in me to, to like really appreciate them because then it makes me think at least that they appreciate themselves enough to know that they don't have to do all those things to be like recognized you know you don't have to do any of that shit girls in a bun sweatpants you know slip-ons shoes whatever and a sweater is like the most beautiful thing you could see i tell me if i'm wrong like i don't get like there's obviously, there's a time and a place. That's another thing too. It's like, there's a time and a place. There's a time to dress up. There's a place to dress up. But the time and the place isn't all the time, right? Like I dress up. Yeah. Hell yeah. I dress up. There's certain, there's, but there's a, there's a reason for why I'm dressing up. You know what I mean? Like, um, there's like business reasons, right? Like if I'm going to a meeting, I'm not, the majority of the time I won't, I won't dress down. You know, I'll dress normally. T-shirt, jeans, baseball cap, you know, go hang out. But I'm, I'm not going to wear sweatpants, a sweater, and flip-flops. The majority of the time. Sometimes I do. Sometimes I do. Because it's not about how you present yourself. It's about how you hold yourself. It's not about what you look like. It's about how you make people feel. You know? You could dress. You could just dress to dress like whatever. And you still make people feel happy and loved and excited and those things never have to do with how you dress because <laughs> i've been in meetings i've been in meetings with multi-billionaires like some of the most successful people i've ever met on this that that live on this planet and you know it's you can just tell when people actually respect you and it has nothing to do with how you look they might have like an opinion right they might have like that first impression of like oh why is this guy wearing uh why is this guy wearing flip-flops? Does he know? Does he know like what kind of meeting we're having? And then they talk to you, right? And they like you and they respect you. And all these other things happen that by the end of it, it's like everybody's laughing. Who's laughing at this shit? Cause it's all about how you hold yourself. It has nothing to do with how you present yourself in terms of your looks. Yeah, these are all interesting things, exciting things. And I hope that me just spreading, you know, this, these types of things and experiences that I've gone through have like just help influence you to look at things a little bit differently, you know, because life isn't so serious. It doesn't have to be. We just make it that way. And also remember, like everything has been created on this planet, you know, like, inter- just, you know what I mean. I'm, don't hit me with the, well, the galaxy wasn't created. You know that mankind, not even mankind, people kind, have created everything on this planet. 
every look, every opinion, every thought, every idea. We came up with that shit, right? So what that means is if we came up with the idea to dress up, to look good, to make, to impress other people, then we can come up with the idea to dress down, to be comfortable and to love yourself no matter what, and to not care about what people think, right? We created the things that damaged people the most. So why can't we go back? Why can't we go back to the drawing board and draw things out that are more realistic and that come from a deeper place of love and we can start from scratch. Everyone can start from scratch, right? Like that's how I look at it. Guys, if you knew me six years ago, you would think I was an asshole. If you knew me six years ago, you'd be like, wow, that guy's a loser. And that was because I just hadn't tapped into this understanding yet. Why? Because I hadn't experienced enough to understand all these things. But yeah, I love you guys. That's why I do the podcast. You know what I mean? For laughs, for inspiration, for education, whatever it is. Like, just excited to talk for you guys to hear me out. You know, you could take anything that I say with a grain of salt for real. Um, if you don't agree with it, you don't agree with it. And I respect that. I'm not going to argue, you know, but, but yeah. Um, hope you guys are having an amazing Sunday. I hope that this brighten your Sunday a little bit and you guys got to hang out and chat with me. Um, make sure you guys subscribe to the podcast, Spotify, Apple podcast, SoundCloud. It's everywhere. Um, follow the, sp- the Spotify, um, my Spotify podcast as well. Cause I noticed that like, um, I didn't know that you could follow on, on Spotify. That's how stupid I am. You could follow on Spotify. If you enjoy podcasts, you could follow it and then, you know, get notifications when it comes up. So make sure you guys follow on Apple Podcasts and Spotify so that you guys know when these are happening. If you're listening right now, I have the YouTube channel, the Quality Podcast YouTube channel. If you want to see me live and get to see me talk, you can subscribe to that as well. Um, and also jump in the comments of the of the YouTube podcast because uh, I'm always in there, always responding. So always continuing the conversation even after an hour podcast in the comments. Um but yeah, guys, if you haven't joined the Quality Club yet, fanjoy.co slash Christian, fanjoy.co slash Christian, Quality Club t-shirts, sweaters, cringe protector blankets, so comfortable, you'll love them. Join the Quality Club. Um, and I will see you guys on Thursday for the midweek. Hope you guys had a great, hope you guys, ha- hope you got, ha- hello. Ah. Hope you guys have a great day. Hope you guys have a cup of coffee as well for absolutely no reason like I am. And I'll see you guys in the next one. Later, dude!